Wow, I'm not even sure if I deserve that intro. It gets better every time I watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Montgomery Live TV. This is the July 2022 edition. I think you're going to really like this one. We got a lot of special guests. We got local events we can talk about. And everybody's favorite, the real estate market. So let's jump right in. First up, we have the absorption report. I'm going to break this down for you so it makes more sense, but it's basically shows how fast homes are selling and how much inventory there is. Low inventory protects pricing for sellers, and it's a large headache for buyers. Very hard to buy still, a little easier to sell, but we're starting to see a change, which I'll show you on the next slide. But one month back, this is actually looking at May, or early June, late May, there's about 0.88 months of supply. So that means all the homes that were active could sell in less than a month. Six months back, that was almost two months. And one year ago, there's about a month and a half of supply. So all the homes that were available, if no more homes came on the market, could sell in a month and a half. And as you know, six months plus of inventory is a buyer's market, generally and five months of inventory less is a seller's market. So we are still in an extreme seller's market. Next slide, we're gonna compare uh, active listings in May of this year versus June of this year. So back in May, there were 69 active listings. And in June, that bumped up to 8.7%, a little bit more inventory. Uh, average days on market, this is the interesting one, May, Less than 20 days, June 23 days. So that jumped up by 21.5%. That means homes took 20% longer to get under contract. Um, and that's indicative of what we've actually been seeing in the field. You know, uh, buyers are a lot more condition sensitive to homes because they're looking at their mortgage payment being sometimes five, six thousand dollars a month. And if, you know, the home needs a lot of work, they're like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I can't afford, you know, this payment plus to paint the place and carpet and everything else. So, you know, to to make this real for sellers out there, if there's a little bit of low-hanging fruit, you know, that you can take care of like paint or carpet, you know, go ahead and do that. A roof, you know, even if you have to do the roof, you usually get 100% of your money back. You know, it's one of the first things buyers ask, how old's the roof? Um, so that's a great investment if you're thinking about doing it, especially if your roof is over 25 years old. Uh, average sold price for five bedrooms in May was 1.23 million, and that trickled down to 1.052 million. Obviously, you know, we're not all the homes for sale back in May or April are not the same as the ones in May and June, but just a good overall indicator. But when interest rates jump up, sometimes the higher price ranges get hit first. Um, four bedroom average sold price uh, 923 in June 2022. That was 932, so that's staying relatively stable. Three beds, pretty much no change, around 600,000 uh, May and June. So let's look at year over year, June 2021 versus June 2022. There were 94 active listings in June 2021 and 75 in June 2022. So 
Still less inventory than a year ago, even though it jumped up versus May. So sometimes you got to zoom out and look at the big picture. Average day on market a year ago was 31. That's, you know, active date to under contract. Uh, that's the numbers I used for this. So 31 versus 23, still selling faster than a year ago. Uh, pricing versus a year ago, five bed average was 982. This year, uh, 1.052. So that's up 7%. Four bedrooms took a much larger jump, 18%. Wow. Um, we're seeing you know around $300 a square foot in Montgomery, sometimes 320, sometimes even more. Um, so 788 versus 932, 18% jump. Three bedrooms, uh, 574 versus 609. So that's up as well. And now, time to talk to the mortgage market professional, Mr. Lewis. He seems to always be live on some sort of beach. Lewis, what's going on with the mortgage market? Hey, John Michael. Glad to be back. So what we saw in June, unfortunately, was the largest move against us in potentially decades from a standpoint of, of time frame. We saw rates, you know, really balloon up, move into the sixes, um, and um, unfortunately, you know, that that's not a good thing, but we have seen rates recover somewhat. The last two to three weeks have been positive, and um, we're back to kind of where we were, say, beginning of June from a trading standpoint, trading just above the 25-day moving average again, and, and uh, testing the 50-day moving average, and, you know, ultimately, what we're looking for is inflation to cool down, and, and we've begun to see that. Matter of fact, we've begun to see indications that we are moving into a recessionary cycle. And with that, obviously, the negatives are you know, fewer jobs, less demand for product, but that cools off inflation and also drives rates down. And so, you know, I was listening to Dave Ramsey the other day, and he said something that, you know, initially, I think we all normally be very conservative. He said that now um, is the best time to buy a home. I said, wow, that's a, it's an interesting perspective, right? Because you look at prices being higher and rates being higher. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, maybe I should wait. But here's the deal. You know, right now, there are some people that say, you know what? I'm going to wait for rates to come down. Or I'm going to wait, wait for the, the housing market to crash, right? But here's the deal. You know, the housing market's not going to crash, you know, because we have a low inventory. We would need three times the number of sellers to before this thing flips around and and. and we don't have that because a lot of sellers are sitting on low interest rates right now and they're holding on to that. So while we have low inventory, you're going to see, you know, real estate prices continue to appreciate. So here's the opportunity to go in there, seize the asset, right? And then when rates come down six to nine months from now, then you have an opportunity to lower your carrying costs for the asset. So uh, phenomenal time really to step into the market, take advantage, you know, that, that you are, you know, one of the people that decided to take advantage of this, this opportunity we have where people have maybe have been spooked a little bit by higher rates and uh, are, are, are holding off. And, you know, what we're looking at right now going into July is, again, watching the market, but we are trading rates, you know, because to trade. Again, you know, we are seeing some force, you know, which is pretty positive, you know, uh, high force into uh, mid fives right now in the 30 years. So looking forward for us to keep, keep moving in that direction and, and uh, we'll be back uh, in few weeks to let you know how we're doing. Back to you, gentlemen. Thank you, Lewis. Very windy over there. Make sure you take cover. <laughs> uh, 
thank you for that in-depth look in the mortgage market. Um, popular saying we have right now is marry the house and date the rate. You can always refinance, you know, even if you have a what you feel is a high rate right now, um, you could always refinance. If it drops by a point or more, it usually pays for itself. And it's also good to remember, you know, the, the interest rates we had over the past two years were artificially lower than normal. Uh, we're just kind of back to normal interest rates at this point. So our next guest, uh, live in the field, Mr. Justin Granite, all the way down in Florida, Tampa, Florida, everyone's favorite place to hide their money. Justin, what's going on down there with the finance market? Will I ever have a brokerage account that I can retire with again? Hey, Jan, thanks for having me on. Justin Granite, financial advisor here. Just want to talk a little bit about what's been going on in the stock and bond market over the first six months of the year. Unfortunately, not great news uh, to date. We have one of the worst bond markets in the history of its inception uh, dating back to the 1800s. And the reason for that is interest rates and inflation. So if you're someone that's nearing retirement and you have a, both a stock and bond portfolio, it has not been a fun 2022. Uh, to put things into perspective, this quarter from uh, April to June of 2022, the S&P 500 was down right around 16%. That's one of the top 20 worst of all time. But here's the good news and here's why I wanna calm everyone's nerves. Following one of the worst quarters in stock market history, the average returns one year later is 18%. Usually the S&P 500 is somewhere around eight to 12% annualized. It's never that clean or easy, but I just wanna give people an idea. The good news here is timing. And if you don't need to use this money in the next one to two years, there's absolutely no need to panic. And I use two examples to clients that I speak to, 2008, in 2020, two of the most tumultuous and difficult times in stock market history. 2008, we had the great financial crisis where we saw the stock market down over 50% at one point. In 2020, we all knew what happened in March, COVID hit and the stock market was down 35%. But if you have a quality plan in place and you don't need to use that money in the next one to two years, you need to let it recover and not panic. A plan is always incredibly necessary. And if you are someone who is retired and you do need to use some of that money to live off of, whether it's your dividends or the income on your bonds, make sure you don't panic. Stick to your budget and continue to take your monthly or quarterly distributions and not take any more. And please do not pull your investments to cash thinking you're gonna time the market. There are so many studies out there that show if you try to time markets and pull your money out when it's going down and try to get back in, historically you get back in too late and your returns are damaged by right around 8%. So the best advice I give to people right now is make sure you have a plan not only for the next one to two years, but the next five to 10. Talk to someone if you feel nervous about it, who's a professional and make sure you have a portfolio that is diversified. Because if you're nearing retirement and you're only in stocks, well, you're down somewhere between maybe 20 to 25% this year. But if you have that balanced portfolio, you're down somewhere between eight to 12%. And that's more manageable in a really difficult time. Uh, bottom line, once again, is look at the long term and have a plan in place. And remember times like 2008 and 2020, where things recover eventually. Uh, we are going to likely be in a recession in 2022 or 2023. But as long as you weather that storm, you're always going to come out on top as long as you think long term. Jan, I'll send it back to you now. Thank you, Justin. I'm not sure if there's hope. I'm just kidding. Um, 
listen, the markets go up and down in finance. You don't lose money unless you unless you sell. So just keep buying. That's what Justin told me to do. I just close my eyes and just keep buying. Uh, and eventually, it's going to work out, folks. Market goes up and down. Nothing to worry about. Now, everyone's favorite part of Montgomery Live TV is the small business spotlight. I'm going to kick it over to our field correspondent, Vanessa, who is at Tumbles Princeton. I actually may be at Tumbles Princeton this Saturday for a birthday party for Princess Juliana herself. That's my daughter. She's turning five years old. That's right, five years old. She acts like she's 25, but, you know, that's just the world we live in now. Vanessa, what's going on at Tumbles? Thanks, Jan. This is Vanessa, guest host of Montgomery Life TV, here with Dr. Cole of Tumbles of Princeton. Hi, good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, good morning. So tell us a little bit about Princeton, uh, Tumbles of Princeton, and uh, what you do here. Tumbles of Princeton, we are a kids fitness gym plus STEAM. So we provide gym classes for age four months old all the way to 12 years old. And we do summer camp, day camp. When schools are closed, we always provide day camp for children and come in here nine to four o'clock. And uh, also we do parties, birthday parties. Uh, we have gym parties, Macazon party and Tumbleson party. We have also STEAM classes that are to promote children's um, curiosity about the world and they're learning through exploration and discovery and just uh, we just stimulate their interest in learning about their world. That's awesome. So you have like Ninja Warriors, uh, you know I saw something like Ninja Warriors, you have camps for um, that combine Ninja Warriors with STEAM or? All our day camps are gymnastics team camps so they get mini gymnastic lessons and we have themes. When it's Ninja Warrior camp, they learn a lot of ninja skills and every day they do science and every week we have different themes. This week we are learning about balls, they study physics and gravity and why do balls bounce and how high they can bounce and they discover different materials cause them to bounce different height to different height. And uh, also uh, when we do um, magic science camp, then the theme will be focusing on differences between magic and science. And they discover different um, matters uh, about this world, everything made of matters. And then they learn some magic tricks. But also, even though this is a science camp, we still do gymnastic lessons, art and craft, and tumble zone play every day. This is like one of the most popular tumble zone where the kids come over here and slide down, go in through the obstacle courses and things like that. And, and yeah, so what were the ages again for something like this? Well, tumble zone is for age three and up. Three and up. Because they need to have certain uh, length of the height to climb up the legs when they are too young. Also, we have a tunnel here. If they are too young, they may be too scared because inside is completely um, um, still tight. What's the oldest that can be in here? So I think Jan's about 13, 12. Uh, actually, adults are not allowed to go in because they're not made for that height and weight. Okay, so we'll make a note of that whenever he comes back here for his daughter's birthday party. No pressure. I want to tell you one thing. We used to have tumbles prep, and we're bringing it back this September for age two and a half to five and a half. 
is is a preschool service, childcare, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 to 12 o'clock, and they do circle time. They learn about basic skills, and uh, your child also was in the program before. We teach them how to read, but not um, drilling. We 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 do it for fun. The children will learn to love reading, and they do gymnastic gym time every day and a lot of math, science study. So it's a full curriculum that build on child development and focusing on fund fundamental skills that is lifetime learning skills, not just how many ABCs letters they recognize or how many numbers they can do, but is social skill development and thinking skill and also self-regulation and a lot of other um, developmental milestones that we want them to to reach. Well, thank you so much, and I'll bring it back to Dan. Wow. I can't wait to go there again. Yes, that was me who went down the slide. I was able to run to Tumbles, Princeton, go down the slide, and make it back all in one piece. Technically, there is a weight limit for the gym equipment, um, and I believe I will get billed for breaking the rules. And... I will pay that bill, and I'm sorry about that. Oh, before I forget, big news in Montgomery. There is a new municipal building that just opened a few weeks ago. We were live and direct on the scene for the grand opening of the new Montgomery Municipal Building. They got a library. They got a police station. You forget to get your permits for the basement, you're going to want to head down there. All right, so let's, let's check out that little grand opening. What's going on? It's your best friend Jan. We got the alpaca. We got me. We got police and fire. Grand opening of the municipal building. Forgot to get a permit for your basement. You're going to start coming here from now on. I was talking about. Pretty popular. Wow. Look at that ceiling. Got a photo booth? Got a fireplace. Acoustic guitar. Nice. Oh my god, Pepsi. Coming soon, coffee bar, I bet. Oh, Gatorade. Oh, Mountain Dew, how you doing? Look at this carpet. Thing just keeps going. There's a lot of books over there I'll never read. Oh my god. Wow. It's supposed to be the kids' section. Wow. Look at this. 
Let's go to this side. Study room. If I studied, I wouldn't have to be here. Meeting room. What? Let's go this way. I don't know if we're supposed to be in here. A lot of study rooms. We got copy machines. Oh my god. Wii games? Xbox? PS4? Yes. Oh man, look at all this. Administrative suite? Oh, yeah. Automated book handling. There goes all the book handling jobs. Oh my god, you guys can see this place. Let's go back this way. Free tote bag. Place is popping off. A little town hall, how you doing? Let's go up these stairs. Oh man. I don't know if I have a cardiovascular endurance to make it up to the top. like some kind of confessional situation here. We got the finance department, tax office. Oh man. Maybe I need to get myself a go government job. I don't know if we're allowed over there. Let's go back this way. All right guys, that does it for the Montgomery Municipal Building Grand Opening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I know I'll be back to learn something, learn something every day, you know? So if you're ever on uh, Orchard Road, go ahead and check it out. Stop in, tell them Jan from Montgomery Life TV sent you. See you soon. Thanks, Jan. This is Vanessa. Guess Whoa, had a little glitch there. Who knew a library could be so fun? You know, I was watching that video, and I was thinking, if I'm going to get arrested, that's not a bad place to go. I'm just kidding. Listen, you don't want to get arrested. Use the library, learn how to stay out of trouble. And if you get bored with the books, there are video games you can use. So tell your kids. Up next, a very important announcement in the world of fairies. Yes, fairies. Who knew that they were real? Do you have a little princess at home? You're going to want to let her know about the... Fairy Fest, July 16th at the Watershed Institute from 10 to 11 a.m. It's the Summer Fairy Festival. I didn't even know this was a thing. I might have to go. I think it's this weekend. Cancel your plans. Fairies and friends gather together for some magical activities at the Watershed Institute. We will build fairy cottages using natural materials. What does that mean? Search for hidden fairies using a scavenger hunt map. 
We will also create fun crafts, splash together as we play mermaid games. I want to, am I too old for this? Flutter around on an obstacle course and more. Wow. Better bring your kids there. You're going to get in trouble. Next up, everyone's favorite trio, the Zodiac Trio at Princeton University, July 21st, 3 to 5. Get out of the house, you know, get a little uh, classical music and go out to dinner. Do it. Do it. Over the past decade, the Zodiac Trio has established itself as the leading international trio of its kind. Heralded by Radio France as a breathtaking ensemble of virtuosity and sensitivity. I don't know what that means, but that sounds good. They probably know what they're doing. Uh, so go check them out. They have unusual, unusual instrumentation of clarinet, violin, and piano. You got to see it live. Link is in the comments if you want to check them out in their upcoming events. Here's some samples. A little something different to do. Downtown Princeton, how you doing? Oh, next up. The Blaumberg Band is back. This time, they're at the Hopewell train station. August 1st, 7.15 to 8.30 p.m. This is part entertainment and part history, folks. The Blaumberg Band was established in 1890. That's like 400 years ago. I don't have a calculator, but that's at least 400 years ago. In the small central New Jersey town of Blaumberg, which I believe is part of Montgomery. People are telling me that. At the time, Blaumberg was just a rural village of 200 people. Can you imagine that? With a church, a store, a school, and a post office, and a blacksmith shop. Those are the good old days, folks. Before all this air conditioning and stoplights ruined everything. It was mainly a community of farming families who could trace their route to the 1600s. Were we, who was here in the 1600s? That's amazing. Check out the Blaumberg Band. Link is in the comments. They're going to be going live at the Hopewell train station. Hopewell train station has a few events this summer, so check them out as well. All right, folks, this was a little bit of a long one. We got started a little late due to Xfinity deciding to cut off my internet at the beginning of the live show, but it was able to reconnect and persevere, and that's what it's all about, persevering in this market. Keep doing the right thing. Thanks for joining us. We will be back in August for another live TV show, and if you have a small business, very important, if you or one of your friends has a small business in town that would like to be featured on the live show, please email me, info at jammichaelrealestate.com, and we will see you next month. Thanks for coming out.